welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 81 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today I am joined by upcoming Kata Hubata. He's Japanese-born, but raised in Melbourne, Victoria, and he's got a very exciting career ahead of him. I hope you enjoy his career to date story that he's going to share with us today and his journey on wanting to travel and race internationally. Team, if you haven't already, please head over to iTunes or your preferred platform and subscribe to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Please leave us a review and every review. We go into our monthly draw to win one of our free training courses. So we either have the athlete performance or the career development that you can decide. They are drawn on the first of the month and they are advertised through our social media platforms at Motivate Training. I hope you enjoy this show, guys. A little bit of inspiration for you, and it's great to hear the challenges that are going behind the scenes. I shouldn't say great, but fantastic to hear that there's a lot of people putting a lot of time in order to get here over them. I hope you enjoy the show. So, hi, Hugh, and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Nice to be here. Well, you're one of Australia's up-and-coming go-karters. I love to hear your story and want to share your journey. Tell us, how did you get started in motorsports? Uh, well, I started when I was five, but it all really started, I don't know, maybe when I was three years old. And um, I was at the Phillip Island watching the V8s and I begged my dad to go on a simulator. And um, I loved it. Dad saw that I had some sort of talent and uh, it's just kind of grown from there to a simulator, to doing go-karts in a, in a small track called Stony Creek. Um, I started when I was five and then and I kind of got to nationals and here I am now. Yeah, fantastic. And is Stony Creek a dirt track or a circuit track? It's a circuit track. Um, it's sort of a mix between hire carts and bring your own cart. You can do both, but um, I, we just put our own. Fantastic. So I so saw you got a go-kart when you were about five, just a second-hand one, and started racing then. What was the love of um, motorsports that got you into They're like, Dad, I really want to do this? Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess it's just kind of been in my blood for a while. Uh, when I was two years old, in Japan, I would just do, I would just grab a screwdriver and just play around with it, even though I had no idea what it did. Um, so it's just, I've kind of been always in my blood, no matter what, and um, I've grown a bigger passion for it ever since. And is there a family history of motorsports, like his mum or dad, or is there anything, or is it just purely just, just you? Yeah, just purely me, pretty much. Uh, dad did it for a bit of fun, but he's a tennis player, so uh, <laughs> two completely different sports. Very. I'm surprised he didn't push you towards tennis more. There's a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we we did start tennis when I was, I don't know, four, uh, but it was just too busy and he saw that my passion for karting and motorsport was bigger than tennis, so he, he um, supported that and, yeah, appreciate it. So you're saying that you started off um, just participating as a little bit of fun and then you've taken it now a little bit more serious in racing nationally. How old are you now and so how long altogether have you been racing for? Uh, I'm 14, so I've been doing it. This is my ninth year, almost 10th. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, been a while now, so I know a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully you can share some of those insights with us today. Um, and so what, kind of, what category do you race now? Uh, I race KA2 and uh, JMAX and a bit of KA3 here and there um, in state racing. 
Awesome. And um, who do you race with? Uh, oh, <laughs> Australia's best carters. Um, like, well, like what race team? Oh, okay. I race with uh, Patrizzi Course. Um, they they are the factory team of Ricardo Car and Beryl Art. And so they help me with setup and um, just getting the best out of me throughout the weekend. And so you've only recently changed over to Patrizzi Course. What, what was it that attracted you to go across to them? Uh, I think they gave me a lot more opportunities. Um, they offered us a really good deal with um, my future wise and it's just kind of grown from then and relationships really good. Yeah, and they're very uh, professional race team. Um, I've seen them in supercars. I've definitely seen them around the track. They definitely know how to bring the professionalism to karting, which is fantastic. Uh, what roles do your parents play? I know your dad's um, an avid supporter of you and no doubt I'm thinking that mum does a lot behind the scenes. So just tell us, what does mum do um, to help you? Mum's um, actually kind of the brains behind uh, the setup as well as keeping track of how we are going throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. So she logs a lot of um, the data as in like into her book about what we did with the setup and what we changed and then logging what I say back in advice. So if you look through, we have a book, um, we call it the data book, even though there's really no data in there about what happened each session, but we'll go through, you know, we'll see the setup and then at the very bottom, we'll see um, uh, my advice on what happened with the cart. And so it's an easy way to access, oh, when we did this, this happened. And so we could always go back to that and reference it. So she's um, she does a lot of that. It took her two years, I'm going to say, to do all the research to say, oh, Canva does this, this does this. So she's re- um, really helpful about that and helped me develop those skills as well. What a love mum. What a fantastic idea. I quite often get our drivers to feeling like a race report, but it doesn't align with that data. But that's a fantastic idea. Is she also your brains behind all of your social media because you are on a lot of platforms. Tell us what platforms are you are. Are you on, sorry? Um, I'm pretty much on every platform you could find. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook especially, and probably uh, Pinterest, but that's not big. But, yeah, a lot of the main platforms we are on. Yeah, and do you do your social media post yourself or does mum help you with that? Uh, Dad and I both do it together. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and because you've been able to get some great exposure and I've seen you on LinkedIn having different interviews, not just within the motorsport professional, but um, external, helping you promote your sponsors. How have those opportunities come about? Um, I guess just they see me on social media and they, they say, oh, this, I don't know, I'm not, not trying to say anything about me, but, you know, maybe this kid could be some, some fun to interview. So they contact us or maybe sometimes we contact them and maybe they have a good exposure for us in Europe or England or something like that, or even here in Australia. So it's a good opportunity for either way. And I think one of the reasons why you've been able to um, obtain those opportunities is because of your um, perseverance or your um, <laughs> constant social media posting, because I, I can guarantee every day when I log on to all of those um, social media platforms, what, yours are one of the first um, post to come up, whether the algorithm has recognised that or not, or whether you are just consistent. But I definitely have um, think that, that has helped you get the other exposure um, that you've been able to get those other interviews. So well done. Thank you.
do you have a preferred platform? Like you mentioned, you kind of laughed about Facebook, but do you like Facebook most? Or? Uh, I think uh, Facebook's good, and so is Instagram. Uh, I think LinkedIn is good on the professional side of things, uh, but Facebook is really good to contact kind of your your followers um, and update them on you know how you're going throughout the weekend. It's just a really good platform to update the general public about what's going on in your career. Yeah, and do you do a lot of lives or videos? What's what's your main content that you post on your social media? Uh, not lives. It was more, you know, just like a how you going sort of thing and this is what I've been doing today um, and my results and how I've gone across the weekend. Yeah, so it's great um, to show a little bit of behind the scenes stuff for all, all of your friends yeah, yeah. Yeah. that are actual competitors. So that's really good. Uh, when you come to sponsorship, I see um, obviously with all your ties on your social media, which is fantastic, that you do have a lot of sponsorship. Who helps you with that? Is that dad or mum, both, everybody, your manager? Uh, I think um, dad helps me heaps with that. Um, he showed me a whole heap of stuff on how to do it and he still helps me. So it's uh, really helpful. So is that, is that something that you're passionate about? Do you like doing the off-track development? I know, of course, you prefer to be driving, <laughs> but I think you understand the importance of having to do this off-track. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, without without doing it, you can't be on track. So you gotta, you have to do it, and without it, then I can't race. Yeah, correct, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You, we all want sponsors. Um, so what are some of the sponsors' um, benefits that you offer? I know from karting, some of the um, grassroots competitors do struggle offering benefits and when it comes to sponsorship, obviously because we don't have corporate hospitality. But maybe not give away all your tips and tricks, but is there like one or two ideas you could give someone around the benefits you can offer? Um, I think the problem with that is like, you know, it's a long process. Um, so you have to build your following up and that's kind of like what we use a lot now as a leverage on Facebook, how we have 200,000 to something like that on our followers on our Facebook. Wow. So Yeah. So when we um, approach a sponsor, that's like one of the main things that we leverage off. So it's good to get um, promotion for their company with my Facebook. It gives them, um, what's the word? Uh, promotion, I guess, but exposure. So it's good for them to get that as well, but uh, maybe just that pretty much we use. Yeah, and like, are you in constant contact with your sponsors or do you just really talk to them through your newsletter that anyone can subscribe to? Uh, yeah, so we are always in contact with our sponsors. There's one that we, we used to, before COVID, uh, used to visit quite frequently and um, talk to him and just see how they were doing. Um, they were, I think he's, I don't know, son or there's some sort of family relationship who used to do rally as well. So, um, yeah, it was, there was always a kind of relationship with your sponsors that we kind of held. Yeah, and it's always um, great when you've got a sponsor that's interested in motorsports or has a family or friends so they kind of understand it a little bit more than just, you know, someone that's not interested in motorsports. Yeah, 100%. So you do have a long list of sponsors, which is fantastic because trying to get you over to France um, in 2021. But one of those sponsors are Fitness First. And um, I love talking to drivers about what they do for their training. So can you tell us a little bit about the type of training you do with Fitness First? 
so I train a lot on my uh, abs and my arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much everywhere in the body you need to train. Uh, the body sport is a very demanding sport when you're in the car because you have to focus on your neck, your abs, your arms, your legs, because you're pressing the braking throttle, you're turning the steering wheel, you have to keep your body in a in a centered position as much as you can and you have to hold your neck up through the G. So it's just training everything. Like I do, I'll do sit-ups I'll, and um, I'll do something like a, a plank for five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, anything that you can train in your body usually works out to benefit you in the car. And on a race weekend, Hugh, do you do any specific warm-up exercises? Uh, not particularly. I do breathing exercises that help me uh, calm down my mental state because I used to get very nervous on the grip. Um, but I do breathing exercises um, that help me with that. Awesome. I did write, uh, do you have any superstitions? But um, is that one of it? Just your breathing? Uh, I kind of do have a, I kind of do. Um, I race with, in the final, with my white gloves. That's the only glove that I race through the final. Yeah. Um, so I'll have like through my heat races and my poly, I'll only wear one certain glove and then it comes to the final I'll change. I don't know why, it's just, it's always been like that. I love it. It's just those yeah. little things that mentally get you prepared. And like, have you done any direct mental um, training, mental preparation training, or is it just like you found out that you're getting quite anxious and so you researched it and then you started doing some breathing exercises or do you work with a sports psychologist or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I used to work with a sports psychologist called Noel Blundell. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know him, but he helped me heaps. And I think as soon as um, maybe a week after I started seeing him, I put it on Paul for Aubrey um, Nationalist. So he was big help to us. Oh, fantastic. So it's great that you've been able to continue on with those exercises that he's given you. Um, it's always great before you go out there just to have that moment by yourself to I guess, visualise the up-and-coming race and what's before you, looking at your white gloves, so know <laughs> that you're, you're in the zone, ready for that final race. So that's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, so you're currently racing karts at the moment. What, what's the next step looking for you? Uh, Formula 4 um, over in France. That's our next big step. Yeah, and why France? Obviously, there's uh, lots of opportunities. Yeah, France is a good opportunity because it's um, all equal ground. The car and engine's the same across all field. Um, it's open data, so you get to see everybody else's data. And I think it's just a, a good development for myself um, in the way of my driving racecraft and looking at other people and how they do things. Um, it's also just a really good opportunity with exposure because France is a, a quite um, motorsport prominent um, area so it's uh things just good in all round and they have great champagne no you're too young to drink i was thinking for mum and dad speak french or have you been studying during lockdown uh well uh, my school actually studies french so it's a perfect the win-win situation wow that's awesome um you are still looking for funds to get you across there what kind of um support are you looking at this point of time uh <laughs> money <laughs> uh i guess we're always looking for money but um yeah anything anything helps um just at this very point in time money is you know the number one thing but uh over across um my career probably exposure is huge 
because um, exposure could lead to money. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and is it like you're wanting money for the flights, accommodation, or actually just to go racing, like to actually race that category? Uh, yeah, well, that too. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> flights and accommodation um, is a big part because uh, especially with the transfer rate between Australia and European money is huge. So what they have, what, what it costs over there is heaps in Australian dollars. So uh, in, I don't know, I think it's like 1.4, I think now. But oh, yeah, I haven't looked at yeah, it. It's, it's really bad. But anyways, accommodation is huge um, and flights, I think we have saw that at the moment. And so how many rounds do they have in the F4 series? I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, I think they have like six I want to take, but yeah. Awesome. And when does that series start? Is there any, are they racing back in Europe? I, I really can't yeah. at the moment. Originally it started in uh, February or March, um, but at this point with Corona, I'm not sure anymore. Maybe dates have changed. I've got no idea. <laughs> it's so sad yeah um and so if people are wanting to follow your journey obviously all of your social media platform links will be um available in today's show notes but how can people follow you and what's like your handle uh uh Hugh racing uh on facebook um that's probably the best way to follow me um there is my newsletter on uh my website so you can go check that out and you can get a, a newsletter i think it's Four, four per year or six per year. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's per season. So, yeah. But, yeah. But can I just tell you guys, it's not just a newsletter. It's a whole book. <laughs> um, it's actually like a magazine. It's something like what Cardio Australia actually puts out, um, like a race program. It is fantastic. There are great stories. It's not just based on Hughes race results. There are obviously sponsor highlights as well. So if you are looking to, to do something a little bit more exciting for your sponsors, I do highly recommend um, signing up to Hughes a newsletter as he said it's available on his website so that's just hubbarderracing.com or .com au uh, .com yeah awesome cool of course <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah and i think um as lots of people said that, that you're going to be the next up-and-coming um racer australian race award in whatever series it's going to be at this stage we can just wait and see so i wish you all the very best just two more things before you go Hugh. um do you have any advice for people just starting out and karting obviously this started out as a hobby it was kind of a dream um when you were two or three um but anyone that's just wanting to kind of just participate really uh i think patience is number one is key uh you can't really get anywhere in motorsport without patience it's taken me what, 10 years now to be at the very top. Um, you can do it very fast, but I think to do it properly, there's patience is huge. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes down to your network building. As I say, you're fantastic at building network, not only from a sponsorship perspective, but from a growth perspective as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, and just being, um, making sure that you're, what's the word I'm thinking of, like responding to people on social media as yeah. well. So I, th I see that's something that you're very good at as well. So on LinkedIn, if someone says, great work, mate, you don't just hit like, you actually go in there and say, thanks, Belinda, I appreciate yeah. your support. So being genuine and actually putting those, um, the time into responding people helps build those relationships as well. Yeah, definitely. 
So again, well done on doing that. And again, this is what bigger teams are looking for. They're looking to see how you present yourself on social media platforms. So, you know, whether you want to follow Hugh's journey as far as his racing going or just seeing what he's doing on social media, um, again, just follow him at Hugh Barter Racing um, on pretty much everything, including Pinterest, which I find that one interesting, but I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> um, but you also do simulator um, training as well, or races, don't you? Yes, yes. Yeah, so are you on Twitch? Uh, I want to be. Uh, I'm still looking for a new CPU that can support uh, my stream, but we'll get there. I think that's the biggest of our worries at the moment, but yeah. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds very (laughs) (laughs) complicated. But obviously, like, sim racing is what you can do at the moment being in lockdown because we've pretty much been locked down since March down here in Victoria, Australia. Yep. Um, and so do you enjoy those races or, I mean, there's nothing like the real thing, is there? No, uh, but yeah, they're very enjoyable. Um, they help me just keep those motor skills and keep me um, arm, arms fit. Uh, not, there's not really anything else I can keep fit in the simulator, but um, with the force feedback and a direct drive wheel, um, your arms have to do so much work. So I think that just helps me with my arms and reaction time as well. So it's just keeping those uh, skills ready to go racing again. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And so obviously keeping up with your fitness training, um, your, you know, continuing to build your sponsorship networks and relationships, you're building your social media profiles, you're trying to build a newsletter list, um, building your relationships with the sponsors to go overseas and not just national now, like spending it to an international basis. And I'm pretty much just having fun in simulator. Is that the world of you at the moment? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) 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 Well, as I said, I feel like you're great credit to the sport at 14 years of age. You've achieved a lot. And I think, you know, we're going to see a lot more from you. Um, Before you go, though, what is your favourite racetrack and why? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, If it was just every racetrack in general around the world, um, not including all of the uh, car tracks, I would say Nordschleife which is the, uh, the big German GP track. <laughs> wow, okay, yep, and why? Uh, I think it's just a really technical track. Um, the track's eight minutes long, so it's just the, I think it just really shows like your knowledge of the track and you have to be so focused 100% of the time. You get one break across the eight minutes and that's it and you're back into it again. So it's just a, a really driver's track, I guess. Oh, fantastic. That just leads me to another question. Um, <laughs> you're just saying that it is a long track, it's eight minutes. How do you prepare going to a new racetrack that you've never been to before? Obviously, it's okay with the old tracks because mum's got those notes, but <laughs> how do you go, go into the new track? Do you research it? Do you just rock up and drive it and then take some notes? Uh, I'll research, um, you know, the track itself. I'll watch videos on YouTube on other people driving, whether or not they're good or not. I got no idea. I just get gives me a general idea of where the track goes and this is what I need to do around this corner and give me a general idea on how it all goes. And do you do much research upon your competitors, what they're doing on the track? Uh, not really. Uh, it's hard to say because they might have different track conditions and uh, there's too many variables to reference off. I think the main thing is just to focus on yourself until it's race weekend. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that insight here. You gave us a few little golden nuggets today. I really appreciate that. Again, um, I wish you all the very best in 
France for 2021. Fingers crossed we can get you across there. And of course, if we can do anything, let us know. But please, guys, highly recommend that you go and follow Hugh Butter Racing and get on his journey. Thank you. All right. Take care. And um, yeah, hopefully this time next year, we'll have you back on the show and you can be telling us what life is like in France. Yeah, 100%. See you then. Of course, if you need me to come carry your helmet back. Hi guys, Alex Gardner here, go-kart racer from Queensland. I've been with Motivate for about a year now and I've definitely benefited from her and her crew. Nutrition, social media, sponsorship and exercise is what she helps me with. She also does mental strength as well. I'm looking forward to my journey ahead with Motivate Training. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.